Do you think there's a strong association between a person's occupation and their risk of developing osteoarthritis in the first MTPJ or in the lower room overall? Uh, do you differentiate also between radiographic and symptomatic osteoarthritis when reading studies? If you're not sure, then uh, we answer these questions. So, thank you for joining me on another research review. Uh, this week I'm looking at the paper, Lifetime Occupation is Not Associated with Radiographic Osteoarthritis of the First MTPJ in a Cohort Study of UK Women, and this is by Cherry et al. in 2020. So, uh, the answer already is in, is in the title, and uh, what they identified is that when they took a whole bunch of uh, women in uh, the regional town of Chingford in, in the UK. Uh, they looked at them over uh, a series of, of years, so they had data points at um, the start, six years in, and then uh, 10 years sort of follow-up. And they found that when they're looking at radiographic osteoarthritis, uh, there was no um, association between uh, development of osteoarthritis, occupation, and also really interesting high heel use. So, the you know the big thing to highlight there is that there is really a, a difference between radiographic and symptomatic osteoarthritis. Uh, radiographic osteoarthritis is really common uh, to be found in the in the lower limbs, specifically uh, knee and hip. And what we see with radiographic OA is that the, it doesn't correlate uh, that strongly with symptomatic osteoarthritis. So there is uh, lots of different studies finding MRI, looking at MRIs and X-rays, and identifying changes. Uh, on uh, radiograph that don't don't relate anywhere uh, shape or form to symptoms so that's an important relationship that we have to uh, I identify that's there and why we also need to be really sort of wary when we're looking at studies that report radiographic incidences of osteoarthritis uh, rather than symptomatic uh, because what the study identifies is they say well hey hold on a second there's this difference between the findings in the first MTPJ and the knee and the hip, because the knee and the hip, we, we consistently find occupation is related to uh, radiographic findings of osteoarthritis in the knee. But that can be confusing because if you're not paying really close attention, you might think, well, then osteoarthritis as, as a condition, as a pain, as symptoma, a symptomatic condition relates to occupation. Now, there are some things to consider uh, because when we think about people generally in those manual handling um, uh, professions and occupations that are generally associated with the development of radiographic OA, uh, there are also professions that are generally associated with shift work, lower pay, lower socioeconomic status, more health issues overall, higher rates of smoking, all of these other factors which can relate to how we know osteoarthritis becomes symptomatic through genetic factors, through metabolic factors, through factors related to activity, neuroimmune and pain-related um, sort of contributors. So it all becomes a little bit muddled. Uh, so my sort of take on all of this is really that we should always be looking for symptomatic OA um, in our studies, not radiographic OA. But then again, here I am talking about a study that looks at radiographic OA. So this and, and this one is a really interesting sort of study. And, and let me explain a little bit more about the study uh, and, and why I thought despite that um, differentiation I make and, and why I want to look at studies that look at symptomatic OA, this one caught my eye. So the study, um, as a basic overview, they, there's a hundred, oh sorry, a thousand women study in the UK town of Chingford. 
uh, and what they're doing is they're collecting a whole series of data. So there's, they're doing these studies over many, uh, in many different locations. So there's also one in uh, New Zealand and the Dunedin study where they took a whole bunch of kids at birth for one whole year. I think it's about a thousand and they just follow them throughout their life, collect heaps of different bits of data and then use that and, and analyze it. And that's the same sort of thing they're doing here with a group of women. Uh, their age, a median age was about 57. So the starts they were getting them sort of, they, they were older women generally more than uh, younger women. And they were followed at baseline from zero, six and 10 years sort of data collection was used for this study. And the mix of people, 50% or around 51.7% uh, reported they were sedentary. Uh, for their occupation, 33.5% said, said they were doing light manual work and 14.8% said they were doing heavy manual work. And what they also did is collected all this data on their heel use, and they did it by decade. So what percentage of people wore lots of heels in each decade? So they were getting quite a quite a bit of information about who was wearing heels for, for rough sort of periods of time. And what they identified is that there was no correlation in, in any, even when they adjusted the data for age, even when they partially adjusted the data for occupation, they did all of these different adjustments to try and see if they could develop a correlation between uh, occupation and heel use and uh, development of radiographic OA. They couldn't find it. I think this is really interesting because well, I said symptomatic OA is really is the big one. That's the one you want to focus on when you're looking at a study because that's what really matters. We know that we can scan someone and we can find OA in lots of people, but it doesn't uh, correlate always to symptoms. And we know from the previous study I, I did last, I reviewed last week, there's not an established relationship between loss of cartilage and uh, increased symptoms. But in this one, they're highlighting that in the first MTPJ, unlike other joints, so the knee and the hip, occupation and heel use doesn't actually even cause wear of the cartilage or degeneration of the cartilage in this joint. So it's highlighting that there's actually, we have to be careful with the way that we uh, look at osteoarthritis and occupation because actually different joints, it's, it's not a blanket factor that you have a heavy loading app, uh, heavy um, uh, manual handling uh, job or occupation for many years that you will actually even develop the starting point, the 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 changes that that make you susceptible to developing OA. Uh, that's uh, at least in the first MTPJ. So there's there's you know that's a difference worth noting. There, there was lots of limitations in this study. You know you've got the population, you have the study size. I think it was about two just over two hundred women uh, that were eligible in this sort of group to to look at OA. So there was a thousand women, but they identified these women that were older age that were potentially going to show signs of OA. Uh, they were looking at a data set. They weren't actually um, picking these people for their their risk factors for OA. They just had a data set available to look at. And there wasn't a really solid mix of occupations. You know, over 50% were sedentary. Uh, there was only 14.8% that were doing heavy manual labor work. But that being all said is that the fact that they found no correlation at all, there wasn't weak, they weren't, they weren't finding, oh, actually, when we adjusted it this way or that way, we could identify that there was a relationship that we should be looking at. If there was a strong relationship or a relationship worth paying attention to, something would pop up and they'd say, wow, maybe we need to, to look at this, but there wasn't. So 
when it comes to looking at, at OA and the lower limb and development and occupation, I would be very wary. Number one, because we know of all of these other factors. We know the wider literature. It's not a simple developing symptomatic OA um, from just occupation alone. There's a lot of those other genetic factors. So looking at the family, do they have a history of OA is always a very good starting point. But even then, we just have to also be careful that we um, that when we're looking at studies, what we don't uh, get fooled into thinking radiographic OA uh, is is the same as symptomatic OA, and even then we know that the way that joints load and the joints sort of wear and they develop, people develop radiographic changes which make them susceptible to OA. To OA so that's sort of the the uh, develop like the kindling and the the dry conditions. There still has to be other factors that that add more fuel to that fire and then light it for them to get symptomatic OA. Occupational as a risk factor is not associated with with development of, of those conditions, the cartilage degeneration in all joints. So I guess what I haven't done is I haven't looked into this in other joints. I'm not even sure if there's other studies in the foot, like midfoot. Um, but I definitely see a lot of patients that think there is a correlation and go, oh, no, there's nothing I can do. I'm worn out. But we sit there and go, well, hold on a second. It might not even be aware and it's here. It might not be related to how much you've been walking and doing things because, hey, there's there's not this clear-cut association.